Hello and welcome to another episode of True Crime Time. I actually don't remember what number episode this is, forgive me. Um, I'm here. I have my co-host, Alex, today. Ahoy, hoy. She's my cousin. My name is Megan, in case you forgot. Um, we are going to talk to you today about our trip to Salem, Massachusetts. Before we get into that, I want to ask you something. Oh, boy. About my last episode. Okay. So my last episode, if you guys recall, I told Lou about my wild tour of the Lizzie Borden house. And you listened to it. And this is Alex is the person who was with me, obviously, um, at that time. You told me I left something out. Do you remember what that was? I remember what it was, but I just want to see if you remember. Spark. Give give me me a spark. Oh, give me a spark, please. Something about a pear tree. (laughs) Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. 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 She texted me immediately upon listening to it. She said, You let's add something. It sent me into a blind rage. <laughs> do, do you do you want to yeah. do you sell it? Okay. You I can't even say words right now. I'm so sorry. Go on. So the man that had us sitting everywhere <laughs> basically in the first room that he had us sitting in told us about a pear tree that was directly outside the house that Lizzie's father would always use his, um, well, his bedpan in the evening. And every morning or, you know, whatever, he would empty his bedpan into the pear tree. And then following that, he could not get enough about talking about this pear tree and how everyone was absolutely insane for the pears that it produced i don't know what was in it but they must have been outstanding and i also want to add that he had a pear tattoo as well he did so wait 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 the man giving us the tour or lizzie's dad (laughs) i don't know about lizzie's dad okay i do know for certain that the man that gave us the tour had a pear tattoo wow he was really living his his dream but so when you even just brought that up i was like when you say he like empty, I'm I'm picturing it a few ways. I'm picturing him like going out with his little chamber pot and like dumping it at the base, or I'm picturing him just like throwing it, just sloshing it all over. <laughs> oh my god, that's so. Because they talked, I think I mentioned it in the episode. It was a while ago, but how like Lizzie, remember the one time like we were there, like we were hanging out with her, mm-hmm. that she would she he said he took like six pears and like went and ate them in the barn or something. See, so once your dad's like diarrhea tree um and you just nothing. Like, it's probably like when people go huffing poops in paper bags that is that a doing... is that a thing uh I, I think so you sound it's, like you know about it and then uh, i have questions i'm pretty sure because i um i take all of my things that i see on american dad as oh okay fact, and they were huffing poops in america on american dad, dad. Yes. Who, who in particular um roger a homeless man Okay, so welcome to the second episode of Crime Time, where we talk about um, excrement and American Dead. That's our new segment about that. (laughs) So, okay. So let's talk about our trip to Salem. I wanted to just include that. I don't know if it's essential for you to know that if you need want to know about the Lizzie Borden story, but uh, this is the third year in a row we've gone to Salem, Massachusetts, in November, just after the really busy season, because it is far too people millions of people 
uh, go there. It's a very small town. It gets overwhelmed um, by the amount of people who visit. So we like to go after. So we're not spending all our time waiting in lines and stuff. It's about, I don't know, like almost six hours from here. Six hour drive. And we do take the ferry over. This isn't essential for you to know, but I do want to tell you about the ferry because there's someone I love on it. And I want to talk about him so much. So this is the second year that I have witnessed this man, but on the ferry. Absolute gem. The Cross Sound Ferry, uh, which goes from Long Island to Connecticut. There is a deli where you can get like food made, like breakfast sandwiches. And like, they're crazy about hot dogs for some reason. Um, yeah, they love to, Alex really likes hot dogs. Um, crazy she's crazy about them. So there's this man behind the counter who we're, so we're sitting cause there's all like tables and stuff are around. And the minute they start serving food, we just hear this man shouting Frantic. from behind the counter where he's like, 13, please. Like that. Like he's saying, he's telling people to come get their food. But the way he's saying it is like, he's had enough of everybody's shit. He hates his job. He hates his life. He hates you so much. And he proceeded to say every number that came up for order the same exact way. So he'd be like, number 35, please. Like that. Please. And I loved him so much. So he lived in my memory for a full year. And this year when we returned... We sat down and I, w- I had been saying, I was like, oh man, I hope that man's on the ferry because I just love him. Because he actually reminds me of a character from Bob's Burgers, like the librarian a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So we sit down and I hear, I hear him and he's not as frantic this year, but he does have the same tone. So he'll be like, number nine, please. Like that. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like you're saying it with the same... Same gusto. Because he wasn't. I don't think he was. You don't? No, I don't. I, I still felt it in my very core that he meant that please with every maybe his, his being. Maybe his management spoke to him oh, that you please. can't you can't do that so much. So he subdued. But he can I tell you? No. I went up to pick up my little like breakfast sandwich and he was very super nice to me. Oh, Angel. Yeah, he's so he's so sweet, but he just like he doesn't he wants the ferry to sink. He like wants I don't your deep fried hot dog to get to you hyping hot. Yeah, no, he's like really, you know, whatever. So yeah, so anyway, I just wanted to mention him because I love him so much and if you ever hear this and this is you just know that we appreciate you and we love the unique flavor that you bring to the Cross Island Ferry. I just want you to know that. So everything, everything about you. We go to Salem. Um, Salem is, you might've heard of it before. (laughs) It uh, is a place known for the Salem witch trials, which occurred in 1692, um, where a lot of people, not a lot of people, but too many people I'll say were murdered after they were accused of witchcraft. So depending who you ask, the numbers vary. Some places say 19 people, all men, women, children, um, were murdered. The Peabody Essex Museum, or it's really Peabody, sorry, not a Massachusetts person, um, says that's 25 men, women, and children. So I believe it's 19. I think that's what we were told when we were there. We've taken several tours. But it's interesting 
definitely a cool place to visit if you like history, um, if you like dark history. They always say, and they make it very clear, that there were no witches in Salem at the time that this happened. That's I feel like that's probably true. It's very like puritanical, super religious. Um, I will tell you, it is full of them now to the brim. <laughs> Everyone there is like some some kind of like not your status quo. It's just it's just type all of people, unique individuals that are able to come together and just yes. be there own version of normal weird selves. Yeah, and no one bats an eye or questions anything. Like, you can go into any number of, like, witchcraft supply stores. You can ask them for anything. Nobody bats an eye. No pun intended. No, it's true. No one bats an eye, which uh, I did actually find a bat eyeball in one of the stores, which made me feel uncomfortable. But um, it really is just a cool, like, inclusive yeah. place. It's the best. It's really cool. There's a lot of really cool historical sites to see. Um, we could definitely give some recommendations if it's something that, you know, you plan on going there yourself, um, like restaurants and stores and such. I do want to talk a little bit about our other experiences before we talk about that. So um, I guess just to give a little more history, like I said, the Salem Witchcraft or Witch Trial started in 1692. Because there were two children, and this is not like, we listen, this is just, we've been there three times, we've heard the stories over and over again. This is not with the hard facts and data and names and etc. So you please go to Wikipedia if you want that from us. We are just two people <laughs> talking about our trip. <laughs> um, so it started with two children um, who started having, they would say like fits and almost like seizure type things. And they would say that certain people in the town like came through their window and were like trying to possess them and all of these things. And they started accusing these people um, of doing things to them. Like their specter like came through the window at night and like their spirit essentially. Melissa Etheridge style. Yes. Come to my window by Melissa Etheridge was playing um, <laughs> while this, while this happened to them. Cause she is a time traveler, mm -hmm. obviously. So, um, many people, it was, it started out as mainly women being accused. It did expand to, you know, men, women, children, apparently. Um, and there was a lot of speculation because they, they didn't make it up, but they were almost trying to get them off the hook. Like, was it, were they poisoned? Like, did they have like food poisoning? Was there something about like mold maybe in the bread? Something Cause the remember, yeah, in yeah. the yeast, cause it's 1692, something that made them a little brain damage or act crazy or something like that correct me if i'm wrong weren't they saying something about the uh the water from the river too where they were collecting it's possible but you might be thinking about the time we drank the rank ass water from turner's restaurant okay. and i'm sorry turner's you have an amazing reputation you do have good food but your tap water tastes like it's full of dead fish just putting it out there well new england but they're like, you want it fresh. You want it fresh. This is why you come here. Um, and we're, they're like, we're giving it to you for free. But yeah, everything else is great. Highly actually do recommend Turner's. Don't just, maybe don't drink the water unless you want that. Unless that's something you're looking for. You get try. that bottled water if you go on to Turner's. That's what you do. Unless you want to taste dead starfish. You know, it's whatever you want. So, so back to my story. Um, they weren't sure what caused it, but then it kind of 
became almost like a mob mentality and mass hysteria. So anything you did, like if you had money, well, first of all, it basically, if you were just a woman, you were a fair game, but if you had money and were smart, you were accused of it. If you had property, property, if you babysat children, if you didn't babysat children, if you didn't have children, if, if you were an unwed lady, if you could do math, dress. yes, if you wore a low cut dress, you were a witch. So they really went ham about it, those Puritans. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people, you know, they went to their prison. Um, what were you going to say? I thought you were going to say something. I was I was yes. nodding at you because I was thinking about the uh, museum, but I'm sure you're going to want to go over that later on. No, I mean, we can the, uh... we can certainly talk about it now. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the best museums, in my opinion, at least, in Salem is the Witch Dungeon Museum, which it is in an old church, which everything everything in Salem used to be a church or a bank, essentially. Uh, every, every building that's like, now it's a bakery, but it used to be a church. Like, everything is like that. Yeah. Um, except for the Carriage House, which is the home of Goodnight Fatties, which has amazing cookies. And I know that Goodnight Fatty is the best name for a bakery you've ever heard in your life. Um, highly recommend. <laughs> but they are in a carriage house, not a bank or a... um. Church. Church. There it is. There. There it is. <laughs> so yeah. So it's in an old church. It is kind of, it's kind of like dusty in there, but it just adds to the ambiance. I like it a lot. They do a little reenactment for you about like scenes from the witch trial. Um, very interesting. And then they take you, a tour guide takes you downstairs to go through essentially recreations with very old um, kind of like dummies and mannequins. Showing the conditions. Don't call them that. I, I'm sorry. That's kind mm. of what they are. Um, the conditions that these these people who are accused would have been subjected to while they were waiting for trial or execution, etc. It was really wild to see because they also, just to keep it as real as possible, they, they didn't have any natural light, I don't think. And it was lit very, very dimly. To even at one point, she was saying, if you guys want to take pictures down here, you can, but don't turn your flash on because the the light is so dark in here, you could literally blind one of us because the the difference. Um, but yeah, so the cells were essentially teeny, teeny, tiny. Sometimes you would have to stand. There wasn't enough room to like lay down. Sometimes you'd have to sit also because they're so close to the water, they would periodically flood. Yeah. And you'd just be stuck in there. Like what I thought was really interesting was she said that you were basically able to get a cell depending on how much money you had. Yes, you had so to pay for your own cell and food and you stuff. Had so to pay for everything. If you didn't have money, mm-hmm. you don't get to eat. You had a tiny cell, and even the ones they did pay for were not nice cells. They no. were still tiny, but they were just bigger. Sometimes they'd cram multiple people into one of those teeny tiny cells. Yes, it was really. Crazy, but really something interesting to see. I do remember I went there when I was about like 12. Um, my mom, my stepdad took me and we went on that tour. And I remember my mom to this day was like, I'm so claustrophobic. She has like severe claustrophobia. But looking at those things, she's like, I can't even like it was freaking her out to such an extreme oh, level. Imagine being in prison and yawning reaching your arms up over your head and down to your side, but hitting the walls when your arms come down to your side. It 
could have been less space than that. Yeah. That you just had to, you know, yeah. keep all your shit to yourself. Yeah. Terrible. It really was um, wild. And honestly, all the museums in Salem are very fairly priced. I think it was like... Um, Unless you're doing like a walking tour, but... And a lot of those well, are $25, too. Um, but, yeah, so it's very interesting. Like I said, if you want to learn more about the history... Um, the town is like a living testament to, to the history and not reliving it again. So if you do want to read about it, I would encourage you to go and, and learn about it. Go on the tours. They have day tours. They have night tours. They have ghost tours. It's just kind of whatever. They have Hocus Pocus tours. You could just go to all the sites from Hocus Pocus. Like, um, and what's so cool is that everybody that, um, is and are giving these tours are very passionate about what happened oh, yeah. and keeping these people's names alive and not trying to diminish who they were or you right. know solely their names by any means. So it's it's nice to go somewhere where they're actually trying to still uplift these people. For sure. Uh, I will mention just before we move on, just as far as the history part of it, so there was a man, this story always stuck with me from the first time I ever went there, named Giles Corey, who was actually pressed to death. And what that means is he had essentially like rocks and smaller like boulder type things piled on top of him for two days, depending who you ask. Sometimes it's three, a lot of times it's two, um, until he passed away because he was accused of witchcraft and he refused to plead. So in the town of Salem, back in the day, the if you were guilty of a crime, basically like the sheriff can come steal your take your land and your property, mm-hmm. right? And Giles Corey had a lot of land and and land and property are the same things. Uh, um like prosperity, I guess I'll say. And he wouldn't plead. He was like, No, nope, I'm not doing anything. Like like, how do you plead? And he would just say nothing, right? So the sheriff finally, after trying to get something out of him, that's when they take him to the jail. They still don't get any kind of anything. That's when they decide they're going to press him to try to get the answer out, right? So they're piling these. They they first put a board over you. And then they put these rocks and, and progressively adding more and more. They put, like, more boards in between because you don't want to, like, unbalance the rock tower, no. obviously, of course. So he would stop and ask. He'd be like, how do you plead? And he would say nothing and would put it up and then one of the last things he ever said when he was like the sheriff sheriff corwin he's like how do you plead and he said more weight and those are on record as like his his last words um before his like eyes popped out and his rib cage caved in so that's gross i apologize but that's what happened so that's an interesting story to me it's important to mention because i i'm excited to tell you about some of the ghost tours we went on um, and that story does come up so many times. The town, like I said, is only so big. But what I do enjoy about it is that of the three ghost tours we've been on, I've learned something new and it has incorporated a different location, at least a few different locations in yeah. each tour. Yeah. So even though we've done three, like I've heard some stories the same, like again, which I don't mind, but then there was new stuff too. So not for nothing. I kind of like to hear the same story over again to, you know, yeah, kind of reiterate that these things did, in fact, 
take yeah. place, you know? There are some things that, like, I care about more than other things, which I'll get into once we, we talk about it. Um, but we have had pretty great tour experiences with pretty much every company oh, we've been everyone. with. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to say just before we, we talk about that, um, before I forget, I want to just talk about the Salem Witch Museum for one moment. I love the building. It's this beautiful Gothic church structure. <laughs> Everything's a church or a bank. It's beautiful. It has these beautiful kind of like ornate um, window on the front with like almost like Gothic, like ironwork, like through it. It's it's tremendous. It has been voted one of the like if one of the biggest, if not the biggest tourist traps in Salem, because the inside is lackluster. And when I say lackluster, I mean it has 50-year-old, dusty, like, weird animatronics. animatronics in it that tell you the story of Salem and the Witch Trials. Wait, no, they're not animatronic. They just have, a like, a spotlight that goes over them. Well, I feel like they kind of, like, come out a little bit. Like, some of them might, like, shift. I, we might be wrong. I might have been... I might have been so taken aback that it was still the same thing since I was like 12 and beyond. I'm going to tell you something. I didn't see any shifting. <laughs> that was me. So I got mold poisoning from the bread and maybe the water from Turner's. I was probably out of my mind with some kind of amoeba eating my brain. Um, but I, I would still recommend you go into it. Yeah, it's cool. But like, I don't know that you need to go into it more than one time. Like, I think what's, once is enough times. In my opinion. I got a taste of it and I was full. For for that place, yes. It's great, like I said, if you're learning the history, but the presentation could use a little updating. Um, I will share also a funny thing that happened there is that after that, they kind of take you to this other kind of like a room where there's exhibits about like witchcraft today and modern witchcraft. They talk about stuff like that. And and um, you had actually gone to the bathroom before we went in there. Shocking. And I, I was in the room and it's like, they started almost like a second, like a second part of the presentation or kind of like a tour, which I didn't know was going to happen. I didn't know it was going to happen either. So I was kind of waiting for you kind of closer towards the entrance and you came back from the bathroom. You're like, Hey, whatever. And I was like, Oh my God, shh, be quiet. Because it was dead silent in the room and just one person was talking and she was like, so we of course naturally were hysterically laughing and couldn't get it together as we tried to rejoin the group that we were just like, yeah, yeah. Embarrassing. You know, a real talk about uh, hush, keep it down now. Voices carry type situation. Okay. That's a reference though. And I, I liked all of the uh, little stations they had in that part. Yes. Too. Yeah. No, it's cool. Like I said, I'm not trying to like talk down upon it. It it definitely does give tourist trap. The building itself I'm obsessed with. You know what though? What I really liked about that second part of the tour was the history of witches and you in know, general. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was really cool. The history showed... of real witches. Yes. Yes, but they also had like from um your favorite movie from when you were little. The Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz. They had those witches in there and how they kind of came into yeah, like the kind of like the lore, the lore. of witches and yeah, and really neat. paganism and yes. like neo-paganism and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um one thing I really like about the town as well is that even though there were no real witches in Salem back in the day, and a lot of time or you know, time has passed where people used to be like 
ashamed and kind of like try to put it under the rug, like just cover it over, like whatever. But they're really embracing the history now. And they've, they've made it kind of like almost like a safe space for people who might identify as like witchy or whatever. Oh, um, so cool. Even, but even though that didn't, that wasn't the past, right. it's like they're making it as almost like a, like a, in their memory, like this is a safe space for everyone and a welcome space for everyone, no yeah. matter what. And I do like that about it. Um, so they do have a lot of like witch, like witch exhibits. They have a Samantha statue from Bewitched. Yes. In kind of, in not like a town square, but like on a corner, which is by the main, uh, It's drag. like a meeting point. Yeah. Where yeah. a lot of tours and things like that. Let me ask you something. Yes. Do you remember what the town of Salem's patch was for the police officers? It's a witch on a broom. How neat is that? I love listeners? that. It is... <laughs> I I thought it was so nice the way they yeah. just kind of embraced everything about it. It's and on their police cars too. Well, wait, it's on the side. Even what the uh, the mascot is for the high school. I was just thinking that I don't know if we made that up or if it's legitimate. Like I think if we both think it, it's probably true. But I don't want to know if it's not true. Who can say no? So to us, don't tell, don't correct us if we're wrong. We're going to say that that's the... So what is they? It's like just like a witch? Um, that's the mascot? Well, she come yeah. out for football games? All right. Whatever. It's fine. So, so yes. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about our tours that we've taken. Um, the first tour we took was... Oh, God. What's the name of it now? I'm going to forget. I remember it was led by a gentleman. Yes. Vitka? Named Dr. Vitka. All right, yeah. Alex. Good, good for you. He wow. is a, an amazing storyteller. I actually... And a PhD? He's like a self-proclaimed <laughs> doctor, perhaps. Um, While you're looking that up, he was really good at just leading you to every specific spot, whether it be an office building today and it were... In the past, what was it? The uh, the jailhouse. Yep. You know, it, what I love about that town is that um, it's still essentially the same layout with having updated the buildings. So, you know, he'll take you 10 paces to the right. And that's where Giles Corey was um, pressed to death. And you look up and there's an office building where people are working their regular nine to five each day waving at you. Yeah. So he actually, when he told us the Giles Corey story, the first tour we took, it actually did freak me out because he told a story about, um, I think you said it's kind of like in a parking lot. That's like where, that's where that occurred. Mm. Right. So he's telling us about the story and we're standing almost on like the little, it's almost like a little divider, you know, in the parking lot. They have like the grass and like the concrete right. around that. Yeah. So we're standing there and he's saying, you know, it said that um, people who see his ghost or whatever, like, are essentially cursed and like have a heart attack or whatever. And then he was telling a story about how someone on his tour claims to have seen his ghost and then did die of a heart attack. If you look him in the eye or something like that. So when that happened, when he told that story, I immediately like stopped looking around because I was like, uh, just in case. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see anything. Is that what it was? I thought you just went to sleep standing up. 
What? Yes, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, what? Hang on. Hold the phones. What? Didn't he also say that the police commissioner, there's never been... That's one of my favorite things. So, yes. So, apparently, according to lore, um, before Giles Corey passed, I don't know if he actually said the words or... I don't know if it was before... But I don't know if it was before the pressing... But he cursed, essentially, the sheriff of Salem. Mm. Um, And what's interesting about that is that ever since that happened, every sheriff of Salem has passed away due to a similar issue um, as the first one who was cursed. I believe it was, like, heart attacks and heart-related. And the way this problem was solved, which is interesting, is that the police... um, precinct of Salem was actually moved outside of Salem. And ever since they moved outside of Salem, not one more sheriff has passed away. I find that very interesting. Yeah. Yes. That was very interesting. Very interesting. So, um, the tour that he did was the voodoo vampires Mm, and ghosts guided walking tour. Highly recommend trip advisor spellbound tours. That's the name of the tour group. But that's the title of the kind of tour that he did. Um, so he was a great storyteller. Definitely appreciated him. Was there any other notable story you remember f- from him? Because I want to talk mostly about the one we just took. But I don't want to leave any highlights out if you think there's anything else. Uh, no. I, I feel like the tours that we went on told fairly similar ones. And I really enjoyed his tour. But like you were saying, the most recent was... So there's one thing, one of the things that like, I know this is important, everyone, like I know this, but I don't really care about it, is on every single tour, they walk us by this one part and they said, this is where the first phone call was made by Alexander Graham Bell. And it's like, I know it's so important for technology, but I don't care about it on a ghost tour. I'm just saying. I don't care. It's a ghost tour, whatever. Um, Sorry, that's my cat scratching. He's wearing a cone. He is okay, but he is being noisy right now. So anyway, sorry, Banks. He's looking at me and winking. So um, I don't really care about that story. Everyone likes to stop by Turner's, um, which is Lyceum Hall. It's another name for it. And they talk about one of the, uh, gosh, I can't remember her name. One of the people who was accused of witchcraft um, usually appears in like the upper windows. That's a story we hear on every tour. Yes. Um, cause it's right across from the phone when they say, this is where they made the phone call, like whatever. And with her, isn't it, um, didn't they tell us that it's usually from her Corso up or is that a different place? No, that's her, but yeah. it's not. So they were saying it's kind of like, um, she had an orchard, like the, essentially the street that we're standing on, like used to be an orchard. It was her orchard and. They say that her ghost is kind of in the upstairs window, like, looking down over her orchard, like, something like that. So this was the woman was, she was one of the, I believe, first or only female barkeeps in the town, yeah? And that she was accused mainly because of the fact that a lot of the men would go there in the evening. Am I thinking of? That sounds right. Yeah. And, you know, she would go... Um, and wear, you know, show off her ankles. Oh my God, not the ankles. A cut dress and, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah. So obviously she's a harlot. Yes, obviously um, 
Yeah. So that's kind of like an interesting thing. The last tour we took, it was interesting because there's a lot of, you know, if you, you hear about like the lady in white, like Salem has so many ladies in colors. It's like the lady in black is here and the lady in blue is here and the lady in white is over here. And the lady in red is right here. And the lady in red is dancing with me. Um, <laughs> But I, I honestly can't remember, like, the color and how it corresponds. Um, so the second tour we took, not my favorite tour. Um, nice girl, though. Nice lady. I don't want to, like, crap on the tour because I've heard, I really have heard so many great things about them. And I know they have so many great reviews. And I know that they're highly rated. So Witch City Walking Tours is the name of the company. Um, maybe that the lady who gave us tours having an off night, she, like I was saying, she wasn't the best like storyteller. So she wasn't really holding my attention. And we did sometimes stand in like weird places to hear stories about things. Like we were just kind of standing in like a yeah. dirt lot at one point. Like they're going to tell us to move. We're not supposed to be here. Yeah. She was like, we're probably going to have to move because <laughs> yeah. we're not really supposed to be here. But it also, it was just like a parking lot. So I feel like we could have heard the story anywhere. But like I said, I've heard so many great things about about that tour in general, so I don't want I don't want to deter anyone from going on it. Um, so yeah, but the last one we went on was also very good. Um, it was my cat's distracting me. The tour we just went on was the Black Cat Tours, which is funny. Maybe that's why he's distracting me because my cat is black and he walked over to me when I was about to announce the tour. Black Cat Tour, which also actually just opened a store, a storefront. Well, we were in there. Remember? Okay. It's where we left from. She's like, all right, oh, there we go. Nice. Yeah. Um, black Cat Tours in there. I forget the name of their. I guess it's, oh, it's the Black Cat Curiosity Shop. And I feel like I'm just luring him to hang out with us because they keep saying black cat, black cat. And he's like, yes. <laughs> black cat, black cat. <laughs> How may I assist yes, you? Um, so what's funny about this from the start is I mentioned before, we kind of like to go in the off season. And we show up to the store, which is really cool, full of a bunch of old like movie artifacts and stuff. They have a lot of cool stuff for sale. Um a lot of cool thrones you can take your picture on if you're into uh, that social media posing. Posing. You sound stuff. like a hundred years old. I don't have. I'm sorry. If you're, if you're into that social media <laughs> posing stuff that no, they do. No, they've got a lot of places where you can pose. They do. Yeah. Um, and their staff is super friendly. Yes. And lovely. And so, you can win stickers and things of the like. You can. They let me open a... They let me open. Sounds weird. They told me to open this magic old-timey, like, register. They were like, just pull the lever. And I was like, what? What's going to happen? And they were like, you'll, you'll see. see. Yeah, that's what they said. You'll see. And I opened it, and there was, like, a like a like some little candy and, like, a sticker. And they were like, yeah, take some. And I was like, that's really cute and sweet, and I love that, and thank you. Choose your um, own jack-in-the-box gift. Yeah. Choose your own prize from the Cracker Jacks. Um, That's what I meant, not Jack in the Box. Hey, same thing. Son of a do, 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 do. That's <laughs> terrifying. Anyway, so we go. We check in for the tour. And I get there's a guy behind the counter talking to people. And he's like, I hear him say something like, oh, I guess we're just going to wait for a few more people, something like that. And the person who's looking at the computer is like, this is it. So I overhear that and I immediately start to panic. Um like, immediately, that was like, oh, my God, are we the only people on this tour? Yes. Because that essentially means we're going to be paired with a stranger for, like, two hours. 
to walk around the city. So he it, popped on his top hat. And he said, did. Let's do it. He said, let's do it. So we go outside and I'm so apprehensive, especially after we're just coming off the Lizzie Borden tour, which was nuts. So then we go for this. And I think I even said to you, I was like, is this going to be the worst tour we've ever been on? Or maybe like the best one. And you were like, yes, to both. Yes. I, I think that's literally what happened. So we went uh, basically just across the street to the Samantha statue where he wanted to start talking to us. Now, here's my moment where I made a, deci- I made a decision. Because I was like, when I go on a tour, I'm not trying to speak or interact with anyone. But there's only three of us. And if I don't speak, it's going to be really, really weird. You have to entertain him entertaining us. Yes. So I definitely felt like you, I don't know if you went through the same thing where you're like, all right, it's time to also. It's showtime. It's time for us to become best friends for the next two hours. So (laughs) that's what we started doing. Um, We started at Samantha. We started down, uh, I think I mentioned Essex Street is the big pedestrian mall at Salem is lined with um, some restaurants, some shops. There's a really filthy, awful bathroom in the Salem mall. Um, if you ever have an emergency situation, otherwise I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> um, yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. I'm going to stand by that. So walking around, he's telling us about, I think the blue lady is the Rockefeller's ghost. The blue lady. Pretty sure. Can I tell you what I remember about that? Yes, but I'm going to tell you if it's the thing that you told him that was wrong. No, it's not that. Okay, what is it? What is it? It was the person that was painting the mural of the lady. with Because there's a mural in Rockefellers of... Rockefellers? Like a, Rockefellers. Who's no, Rockefellers? <laughs> saying it wrong over and over again. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, there's a mural in there of... Like a cool jazz performance. And the person who was painting the mural was supposed to paint the woman who was singing the song in a red dress. And when the owner said, why did you paint this woman in a blue dress? He said, because she told me to. Yes, that's right. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. So... A lot of people apparently, and I would love to ask, but I always feel like it's annoying. A lot of the staff allegedly have experience there. Yeah. Um, because one of the things they also talk about is that underneath Rockefellers, there was like a tunnel system. Mm. Um, because Salem is a coastal town on the East Coast. So a lot of shipping, maybe some like, uh, maybe not like super legal goods, maybe hiding like yeah. money from like piratey type people. So they had these tunnels underground. So there are reports of like voices and things underneath there and et cetera. It's very, it's all very interesting. It's very cool place to tour. Um, Just trying to go like chronologically. So I don't leave anything out from there. We walked down Essex street more. We did go the same place. We always go. This is the third time in a row. We walked, we took a left. We walked down to the place, the bar Turner's Lyceum Hall with the ghost that we were just talking about with the orchard. We heard about Alexander Graham Bell's phone for the third effing time that I don't care about. Sorry. Like I said, no, it's important. Um, And then we started walking towards a church. Can you believe it? (laughs) Can you believe another church? Um, This was interesting because this is something else that has come up almost every time. So there's this church don't know the name of the church um just past the parking lot 
uh, allegedly of where I'll say of where allegedly Giles Corey was pressed to death. And one of the things you notice about it and what this man asked us, his name was Vincent was our tour guide. He was a very good tour guide. Um, he said, what do you notice about this church? And us having seen this a million times, we said, um, well, there's tombstones in front of it and tiny, teeny little, Basically uh, on top of each other, on top of each other, but behind this kind of like iron fence, but like four feet, but there's tons of headstones. Yeah. So I answer because I'm on an interactive tour now. There's no room for corpses. And I did say corpses and he did not acknowledge me, which made me sad. He's like, correct. There's no room for corpses. And I was like, right. Say it back, Say it back to me. <laughs> and then he goes, can you guess where they are? And we were like, no, where are they? And then he pointed under our feet. And I was like, oh, no. You're kidding me, Vincent. No. And then I was really sad because I didn't want to be standing on, on someone's skeletal remains. Um so he goes on to tell us this story, and this really freaked me out. Oh. Of the first thing he said was the smiling man. And I was like, I already hate everything that's happening when you're yeah. telling me the smiling man. So he told me me. Uh, he told us. <laughs> he told me personally. He told us about um there was a man who was accused of witchcraft and Something happened. I don't know if he was like out of town or something. And he was like a wealthy man. And Sheriff Corwin wound up like seizing his. He was his... out of town. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, he was in jail. He was already in jail for something or other. No. No? He was already in jail for something else, you're saying? I think he was in jail for witchcraft. No. I think he got out. No, he wasn't. Because the sheriff had seized his property wrongfully. Mm, so he just wasn't home. <laughs> he just he, he, he was, just wasn't home. So he was away then. Yeah, he might have even been on one of the ships. Like I don't know yeah. ships. Um, yes. So he <laughs> he was gone for some reason wherever he was. Yeah, and his lands were seized illegally by the sheriff. And apparently, there's some kind of old timey law that if I feel like it was like if the sheriff and I was like, this seems like a very weird situation to have a law about if the sheriff or the town or something illegally seizes your property. I think it was sheriff specifically when the sheriff or person will say passes away, you may go to their funeral and take yes. anything that you like. Right. Yes. Oh, so, so she's like, oh, my God, she's remembering. So what what happens is. This man who wants his land back and he's like, what the hell? Goes to Sheriff Corwin's funeral when he passes away. And he says, you know what I want? I want this casket. I want this casket. I'm going to take this casket. So my first question, because I'm standing there hearing the story and I'm like, did he just, did he dump his body out? Like, what? Like, I was just thinking that he's like, I want this and just dumped him on the ground. But no, he actually took the body as well. And then I picture him. I don't know why I picture this. I picture him like in his house or his backyard, like with his feet up on it, smoking a cigarette. Wow. That's exactly what I was really picturing right now. And just like waiting because his family came to claim the body because they wanted it back so they could bury it. So he took it. He was smart. I was, I wasn't going to say, I almost said he took a good thing, but that's not a good, it's not a good thing to take. No. Um, so they, they come, they pay him, whatever. 
So they, the theory is they believe that the reason that the smiling man ghost at this church, um, is smiling is because of the revenge that he got on Sheriff Corwin. That's like the gist of that story, give or take. So then he goes on to tell us that kind of like to the back and this, like the side kind of of the church is where the smiling man is buried because he donated the land he got back to the church that is now built there, which is interesting. I've never had heard this story before. So that's the smiling man's church. And that's where he's buried. So he hangs out there. So he was telling the story about how he appears there every so often. And he's been cited multiple times, apparently. Um, he's seen kind of like to the side. Cause I remember he was telling me that and I kept trying not to look over there. Cause I was like, I don't want to see yeah. the smiling man. And he, about avert your eyes. Yeah. And he was kind of explaining it. Like he had a smile, like Joker esque, real big and creepy. Not like just, he's like smiling. Like he's, it's a big, no, it's, it's the a, worst kind of smile. It's the worst smile. But then I was like, why would he walk around and be scaring people like that? If he, if he just had beef with the sheriff. You know, everybody loves to share their beef. Where's the beef? Um, so yeah. So then he's talking about the courtyard where he's buried and that's where he's cited most frequently. So he was telling us about how, um, he was on a, he was given a tour once and this guy on the tour, while they were passing that part, took photos in burst mode. Oh yeah. And he said he was reviewing the photos after the tour. Cause also it's hard to see like at night, like, you don't know what you're picking up. So, you know, a lot of oftentimes people wait till after. So he actually captures the smiling man on his camera or on his phone. So, like his camera. Like, what year is it? His phone, like his iPhone or whatever. Camera phone. Yes. His, his flip phone. <laughs> so he says in, in this burst shot, he said, I don't know if it was the first picture, but at least by the second picture, the smiling man noticed him. And with every picture, as he scrolled or swipes, he got closer and closer. And while Vincent, our tour guide, is telling us the story, he's literally moving closer to us. And it's freaking me out so crazy. Freaking me out. And he said the last picture, uh, not the last picture, but one of the pictures was so close that it literally was like his eye, like this, this apparition's eye. And then he said after that, they were just clear again. There was no one in the picture as if the smiling man had walked through him. And I was like, Oh my God. Okay. So he tells us the story and then he goes, all right, so we're going to walk past there now. And I was like, ah, okay. Um, because when we walk past there, the first thing that you notice is you can literally see the cross on the guy's grave. Yeah. Like two feet away. Like it's right there. It's no. right on the sidewalk. It's like a big space where it's basically what you're looking at when you look over there. There wouldn't be any missing. No. A smiling man. No. He would be right next to you. Yes. <laughs> because it was only the three of us on the road that yes, night. The three of us. Yeah. Having a very personal tour. So the other thing I forgot that I want to say, I thought was very funny. When we were standing in front learning about the church and stuff, and he began to describe the smiling man to us, he goes, he's a very tall man and he's very slender. And Alex just goes, stop it. Slenderman? Is it is it Slenderman? And I thought that was so funny that I literally bent over and was laughing so hard. I think it was funny. I think you thought it was funny too. Um so then we didn't see the smiling man 
thankfully. We go down to the end of Essex Street. We pass Goodnight Fatty. We go to what? That's also where he was telling us that they filmed Adam Sandler's most recent hit, Halloween Town, that you can still see. That's not called Halloween Town. All right. That you can <laughs> still see. That's not called that. Oh, what is it? I don't remember. Some Adam Sandler Halloween movie that is not called Halloween Town. Um, <laughs> definitely not called that because that's an old movie with... That um, have the orange lights still up. Yes, the orange lights, but that's in the Salem Adam Common. Just that was to, by uh, the Goodnight Fatty where he took us across the street. That's correct, but yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. the name of the park that the lights are in is called the Salem Common. Mm. There you go. Nice. Um... It's really cool. They also have kind of like a street fair there in the summer, he was saying. Um, it gives you beautiful views of the Salem Witch Museum and, of course, of Goodnight Fatty, whose cookies we love. Right next to the Salem Common, to the right, if you're walking down Essex Street, is the Hawthorne Hotel, which I can never say correctly. For some reason or other, I always want to call it the Hawthorne Hortel <laughs> because of the way like the Hawthorne it yeah. just wants to go into the next word for me. So if you do hear me say that, I apologize. It's not on purpose. It's hey. just, it's like a tongue twister for me. I, I don't want to say it. Okay. So I, it really takes me effort. Like I have to say it really slowly to say it the right way. So he told us a lot of ghost stories that go on there and basically how all the hauntings, the alleged hauntings seem to be residual, um, which residual basically is like old energy just replaying over and over again, like old habits or like the same, like, oh, you used to always walk down, stuff like that. Um, he did tell us about like an old lady. There's a, there's specific rooms too that allegedly are, are haunted. Say, yeah. It's like in specific areas. Yes. Yeah. Specific floors, specific yeah. areas. Um, we learned a lot of really interesting stuff. I actually was also telling him about ghost stories I heard. Um, can I tell you a snippet of one that I remember? Yes, of course. So I remember he was telling us that one of the stories was kind of like there was a guy that woke up in the middle of the night to a lady tickling his toes. Yes. I remember and there's other people that have said that there's usually like a baby crying or this or that, that they assumed that this was allegedly uh the mother of the child playing with her baby but this time it was just a middle-aged man who was sleeping getting his toes played with by a ghost yes yeah yeah and they yeah that was a story i remember i remember us laughing about at the time and he wasn't laughing he was not no he laughed about certain things but not about that i randomly told him i had a goose uh no i uh a tales from <laughs> I've got a goose. So we were talking about just kind of like horror in between. Because when you walk from stop to stop, if you're not talking about something, it could be super awkward. Yeah. So we were just talking about like um old school tales from the crypt. And I was just like, I have a tales from the crypt pop socket on my phone. And she was like, that's cool. Like, like very loud. And then my Slender Man didn't seem quite so crazy anymore. I didn't know what to say, so I just got awkward. I'm like, oh, I would, I would think that's relevant to that. Like, I just got weird about it. Um, so, yeah. So then we went around to um, 
we went to the Charter Street Cemetery, and on the end of the Charter Street Cemetery, Ugh. there's a house, and I cannot remember the name of the house. I want to call it, like, the Pickman House, but I don't think it's that. Well, no, I want to gift shop. I want to call it the Pickering House. It's not that. Oh, we're not there yet. Um, huh? We're not there yet. That's the house. Yeah. But I can't remember the name of it. It is, um, I'm going to see if I can look it up right now. It is currently now like a gift shop and kind of like an entertainment. Visitor center style. Visitor center Pickering house. It's definitely not the Pickering house. The Pickering house I'm looking at right now is beautiful. Look at that. Wow. Gorgeous. Um, Pickman house maybe? I don't remember. But so he was telling us a story about, uh... A young girl. Well, a family lived in the house. I'm still trying to find the household on Pikmin House. It's the Pikmin House. I was right. You've got such a memory. I just like weird, creepy stuff. So the Pikmin House is the home of a family. Mom, dad. I don't know if there was more than one child, but there was at least one child who unfortunately contracted tuberculosis. So back in the day, there's no kind of like treatment for stuff like that. All that they can do so the whole family doesn't perish from one disease is quarantine the sick person to a certain area of the house. In this case, I believe the daughter's name was Abigail, pretty sure. And I hope that's right. Emily? No, Abigail seems right. Emily's Hocus Pocus. <laughs> that's the little girl from Hocus Pocus. So um, they quarantine her in the attic. They do, you know, they do whatever they can through her for her through the door they leave her food whatever unfortunately she does pass away um and not for a while he didn't really get super specific about it i don't think it was super quick though to be clear right but i don't think it was like months no but i think i think there is a good amount of time where he said that she was really like unfortunately wasting away that's what was in my head as well wasting away so she passes away and he he tells us basically the story of what he believes to be an active haunting right so it's been said by multiple people that they have seen her in the house after this like recently not like back not like back then um so one of his friends i believe who was a tour guide, I think, um, had passed one night and seen her in the room downstairs, like saw her almost like sitting at a desk and could see her hair and see everything. And then she moves. Right. Yeah, right. So he was saying, it seems like she knows she's there. She knows you're there. She's, she's aware. Right. So then he goes on to tell us his personal stories, which really seriously freaks me out. So, it's also the night we're on this tour. It's rainy. It's cold. Um, it's late November. And we're on the standing on the edge of the cemetery as well. <laughs> so, yeah, he's telling us about he's a local. He lives in the town. He was going to see his friend like perform at the local theater, essentially. So he's walking home and he takes a shortcut, which, of course, you know, just like every horror movie begins with a shortcut right past the cemetery. And the Pikmin house, which is le- uh, literally, again, right on the edge of the cemetery. Like, there's no, like, you, you walk out of the house, you're essentially in the cemetery. So he says, he's walking, minding his business. He might have had, I, I don't know if I'm making this up, maybe he has, like, AirPods in. He's, like, listening to shit. And he looks, he just looks at the house casually, and he sees her in the window. Yeah. <laughs> he sees her in the window, and he said she had her hand 
like on the window. And he said it shook him up so crazy. Um, and what's interesting, because he was telling us, he's like, I actually don't like to look in there yeah. now as a result of that. And you had said, that's really interesting because I noticed when we got here that as soon as we got to the stop, he turned around to face us. Yeah, we got to face the windows <laughs> and it was absolutely terrifying. It really was. Um because he didn't even tell us, like, he wasn't making a show of being like, Ugh. he just was, like, turned to face us because everywhere else on the tour, when he was telling us about it, he was standing with us looking at the thing. Yeah. Telling us about it. So that freaked me out. Um, that really freaked me out. So he walked us into, um, not into the cemetery because it's closed at dusk, as most cemeteries are. He walked us through, there's a, um, basically, like, an overlook area well it's the witch trial memorial it's lined around with all the names of the people who passed away um before you get into the cemetery but the cemetery is right there like if you stepped over the fence yeah you can oversee you see everything is to the cemetery so he start. he decides or this is part of like their spiel or whatever he starts telling us all these different stories about different things and we're standing essentially in a cemetery it's like 10 30 at night at this point and it's the the rain starts again, the wind picks up. And for whatever reason, I almost couldn't pay attention to what he was talking about because I was had such a horrible feeling in the pit of my stomach. And yes. I think you did as well. Yep, I was in another place. Yeah. That I just I was very uncomfortable. Um not with not with him, he was great, but just was like hearing the story we heard about the the young girl who passed away and and how she could potentially be staring at us while we're standing you know, just beyond her home. And it was a lot. Um, it was very spooky. I mean, not for nothing. I don't really love being anywhere outside at 1030 in the nighttime. And there was also, it was like a fence in front of us ish, right? Not- it's the same. It's a low kind of like metal. Yeah. Um, basically we were backed into a corner in a cemetery. Yes. <laughs> and also the other elements, like I'm yes. saying, I'm not saying there was literally like a ghost, like over my shoulder, but like, the fact that it's raining and it's dreary and it, the wind is starting to whip and we're yes. hearing these scary stories and we're in a cemetery, essentially. Yeah. Um, was a lot of combined spookiness. The perfect storm. It really was the perfect storm. Um, so then we went from there. We moved on. I believe we finished the tour at Old Town Hall, which did appear in Hocus Pocus. It's the scene um, in the original Hocus Pocus where they go for like the Halloween party. Mm. So he's telling us some stories about there, how there's a woman in black. I do remember it was a yeah, woman yeah, in yeah. black um, who gets a little, I'm not sure she has a little attitude or something, um, but she likes to push people. That's what he was telling us about. So that was interesting. That was a really good tour. I had a great time on that tour. Yeah. I learned a lot. He was a great storyteller. Um, and he probably was honestly very uncomfortable having to give a tour to two people. <laughs> two beautiful girls. Two beautiful ladies. Yeah. Um, in the night. And we sent him like $30, I think. <laughs> um, in addition to paying for our tour, because I was like, this was weird. But it wound up not being awkward at all at the, like, by the end of it. No, it was like anything. You, you become best friends by the end. Best friends. Yeah. Um, so that was a good tour, for sure. It was. We do love, so the first time we went to Salem, we stayed outside of Salem because it was less expensive. But honestly, the second time we were like, let's try to stay in Salem because it's so walkable. You just park your car and you can walk all over town. Yeah. Um, 
And once we did that, we were like, we can't, we can't go back. We can never go back. We can never go back. So we really love the Hampton Inn Salem. Um, I really enjoy that. I really, um, I've heard great things about the, what? If you love a continental breakfast. Oh yeah. She's wild about it. There's nothing I love more. Nothing. Then waking up very early in the morning, going to get myself some breakfast, bringing it back to the room and eating it in the bathroom so I don't wake Megan up. It's that's weird. Amazing. Well, not for nothing. I don't mean to spoil this for you, but every time you open the door, I wake up. So well, maybe <laughs> let me know so that I'm not eating breakfast in a bathroom. I never knew you were eating breakfast in the bathroom. Um, so <laughs> that's a fun visual to have. Yeah. So. I do. I have heard great things about the other hotels in town. Um, I don't necessarily think I'd want to stay at the Hawthorne. I'm not going to say the second word because I'm going to mess it up. Um, because I don't want to wake up with an old lady tickling my toes or to about a 35 year old lady tickling your toes. No, to that as well. Um, I just, I want to, like, if I'm going to sleep, I want to sleep. I don't want to worry about people staring at me. They're ghostly specters and stuff. Like, I don't want that. But, um, yeah, the Salem Waterfront has a great reputation. The Salem, um, Hotel Salem has a great reputation. It's a small town. It is expensive. If, if you can swing it, definitely stay in town. Um, is there anything else you want to add about kind of like the historical aspect, our tours? So anything? something I really, really loved, uh, honorable, honorable mention. I thought that you were just talking Red's about a sandwich shop. That before they became a restaurant yes. was a, a, it was a meeting place. And that's where they did a lot of things before uh, our country was what we know it as today. I believe Paul Revere yep. met there with uh, folks. <laughs> Nameless <that> were... <laughs> folks. Um, yeah, that American, pre-American revolution. Yeah. Um, that's definitely something that's very interesting. That place is said to be haunted as well. I haven't heard tons of stories about it, but I'm interested, um, to hear more. That's honestly, like, we tried another breakfast place and it's just like nothing hits like red. So that's kind of like where we go every morning. Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> such an affordable meal. Um, and they have great breakfast booze. Like, if that's a thing you're interested in, which I am very much, especially when I'm like on a road trip, I'm going to start drinking with, breakfast vacation <laughs> yeah vacation start in day drinking um reds is cool so i guess we'll give a little like what are our favorite like restaurants and stores we tend to go to the same places i haven't been anywhere except for that one breakfast place i didn't really love um i don't even remember what it was called it doesn't it doesn't matter because i don't want to crap on it anyway but red sandwich shop is lovely um as far as restaurants go we always go to Rockefeller's. they have good food their butterbeer drink. Can if you're a that? simple muggle like Megan and I. A simple muggle. You are going to go absolutely hog wild hog for wild. their butterbeer. It's really, truly a delight. Yeah. Um, and they have really, really outstanding food too. They, they're like, I had a burger there. It was like the best burger I ever had in my entire life. Um, that's a place we always, we usually wind up going there before our tour. We usually get like an early dinner there. Mm-hmm. The, uh, we did like Turner's despite their very ocean tasting water. They had a really good Caesar salad as well. Um, good lobster bisque, nice bread basket. If you do so, please. Who doesn't? Um, sea level oyster bar. 
Yeah. Delicious. Fresh, fresh seafood. Not my thing. Definitely your thing. thing. Definitely your thing. But they do have good other food. They have good salads. They have great burgers. They have delicious beverages. Um, We need to take a minute to talk about the Derby. I love the Derby. We went there this time, I think like three times. I can tell you have no idea what I'm talking about. You're going to get there. Don't worry. So me there. the Derby has the best. I want to say the F word so bad, but I'm afraid. Oh, my God. The, say it. I'm not because I might get yanked from platforms. Oh, the best nachos oh, I've oh, ever oh, had oh. in my entire life. Oh, oh. the Derby. The Derby. Go back. Shots. Yeah, that, oh, I should have said that. That was your. That yeah, would have been your that, word. That would have been all I needed to hear. Yes. So they have pickleback shots, which I find disgusting, but I will still do them because I'm on vacation. Can't get enough of them. Um, so that's a delicious thing. They had those Slimer, like, ecto-cooler buckets. Yeah. Which were so good. Um, it was like a, we asked them about it because we're like, what do you, like, how did you create this? And they, I think he said, like, my boss has a secret recipe to, like, the. He said during COVID, he just had a lot of time. A lot of time to put together, basically, I don't know if you guys are old, um, like me. Well, I'm older than you, so I'm not going to say us. But basically, there was a Slimer from Ghostbusters, like, high C flavor that everyone was wild about Mm. in the 90s. And they had made, like, the juice. They had made the juice, that sounds weird, um, the equivalent of that, and they have put booze in it and made it delightful and delicious. So that was an awesome thing. The, we also had, we've gone there for snacks a lot. Yeah. We also went there this time for brunch. That was good, too. Their brunch was so good. I had these breakfast tacos. They also have these desserty cocktails that are, like, cereal-themed. Yeah. So I had, I think you had one, too. It was, like, the Lucky Charms one. It was, like, a pink color and it had Lucky Charms on top. We both had the Lucky Charms drink. I think I had some kind of... You had something else, too. Coffee that had, I think, Fireball in it. That sounds like you. Yeah. Ooh. Very good. Um, What did you have for breakfast? Do you remember? No. No idea. I, I don't remember either. I usually do remember things you order, though. Is that weird? No, I appreciate <laughs> I'm it. I'm like, no, she had the thing. I'm glad one of us remembers. Um... We tried a new restaurant that's that actually just opened that's kind of attached to our hotel. It's on the corner. Yeah. Um, Revelry yeah. or Rivalry. Rivalry. Uh, it's like a sports bar. We we just got a little snack there. We had some fried pickles. Their drinks were pretty good. They had another Slimer themed drink there. These places aren't really like themey theme inside, like scary, but they do have a lot of like drinks based on. Spooky, like Ghostbusters, Harry Potter. Uh, this place is like totally normal inside besides just the yeah. 12 foot skeleton they had. And then a couple <laughs> other skeletons just, just thrown like, around. The yeah. Desk. Just like taped to the ceiling and crap. Um, so. That place was cool. I would definitely go there again. Yeah. Um, we've also gone to, I don't let's, know if this is the right. Are you taking a moment for the place we went to last year before last year? I don't know where you're Two talking about. The um, the arcade place. Oh yes, I want to talk about Bit Bar. Bit Bar is really cool. They have really good food. They have loaded tachos. I had a picture of that's like to die for. Um, more Slimer drinks there. That's where I had my first Slimer drink. Delicious. I think it was called like the Ecto One, something like that, which is after the Ghostbusters vehicle. If you guys don't know, 
Um, they have tons of classic and retro pinball games. Um, I almost said machine guns. Yeah. <laughs> retro machine guns. No, uh, video games of all kinds. Um, and they're cheap. And it was also neat that they were playing. Oh my god! The Nickelodeon game shows. Yeah, from Double Dare, Ren and Stimpy. That one Nick Arcade. I used to love that show. I used to watch it like six a.m. Yeah, Guts. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, Legends of the Hidden Legend Temple. <laughs> yes, that sounds correct. <laughs> that was really cool. I really liked that place. I wanted to go there last time, but we just ran. We just ran out of time. Yeah. Um. We went to, I can't remember, because there's a restaurant with a similar name. It's like The Tavern. That was the place we went with the, with the lady who wanted, she kept asking about, like, a cheeseburger. And she wants, she was mixing oh. Crystal Light at the end of the bar. She's yeah. a little wacky. Um, we just sat at the bar in there. This was our first year there. And there was live music that day. And I was so pleased because the man was just playing, like, a, like playing acoustic guitar but singing meatloaf songs. And I was like, Yes. I like this very much. This um, is the place. That was a cool place. There's a few places. Like, I feel like we never have a long enough time there. Like, we usually go uh, three nights. And it's like, there we're, we always run out of time. So I would like to go for a longer uh, next time. But um, I've heard amazing things about Howling Wolf Taqueria. Yeah. Taqueria. <laughs> um Delicious Mexican food. There's a Greek place there, like Brothers Taverna, something like that, that I've heard good things about. There's a ton of places. Every And everything has great um, reviews. Do we miss any of our favorite restaurants? No. No? All right. So let's talk about stores. Okay. <laughs> Blackcraft, Salem. Amazing store. It's inside an old bank. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Surprise! That's inside an old bank. It's beautiful though because it has the old structure internally of the old bank, but they've p- painted it all black. Yeah. And there's an enormous witch hanging from the ceiling, and she is lovely. They, um, inside the vaults, they have like a really cool little place that you can walk into. That there's still merchandise you can buy in there too, but it's behind those big vaulted doors. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, a really unique place to be able to go into and yeah. get a good look around. No, it's definitely awesome. Yeah. Um, it's a place, they have a lot of things. They have, like, housewares, like, blankets, clothes, books. Um, they j- actually just put a coffee shop in there, <laughs> which was cool. I actually bought, what did I buy in there this year? I almost bought a Squishable. You bought this thing? I did. You? I bought, um, we it's went skel- before uh, Christmas, skull. and I got a skull wearing a, um... Santa had that says um, Seasons Creepings. Yeah, Megan told me she wanted to get a lot more Christmas-style things that with a creepy element. Yes, I was looking for many creepmas items because I need to decorate spooky in my house. So that was cool. And then you came up to me and you said, hey, guess what? The Blackcraft Haunt, because they have a haunt around Halloween time, um, there's no one in it. They've cleared it out. But they, they're letting us walk through if you pay like $10. $10. It was like $10 to walk through. Bargain. And let me tell you, let me tell you all something. I'm terrified of haunted houses. I don't know why. I love scary movies. I love true crime. I love everything, but you can't put me in a haunted house. I will freak out. So I think I asked you probably like five times, like, there's no people though. There's no, people. there's no people. I'll, she's like, she said there's no people. I'm like, but is she sure there's <laughs> so. I was like, if there's no people, which I said again for <laughs> validation. Yes. 
I will be happy to go in there. Um, so we paid money and we went in. And the other thing, I feel like one of the things that actually creeped me out about it is that no one went in at the same time as us. So I felt like it was a setup for a horror movie where they just like lure us in there and then chop us up. But they wouldn't have been able to win with you either way. You didn't want people in there and you also no, but like, didn't I'm... want other patrons in there. I meant other like customers, not like yeah. not like workers. So their sets and their rooms were super amazing and yeah. elaborate and just I was thinking, ooh, my cat just fell over. Um I was like, wow, this must have been so scary because the attention to detail and the rooms was just like so beyond. And I'll tell you something else. I was still absolutely terrified walking through that entire place. I literally had my hands up like I was going to punch someone or karate chop someone through every doorway. I would like kick. Sometimes it has like those like, I don't know how to describe them except for like meat flaps. (laughs) Like the plastic hangy. It's like you're walking through a car wash through each room. Okay, so that's a better way to put it than meat flaps, certainly. But I would even just go. There are no meat. There was no meat. There was no meat. I would like karate kick them to get into the next room because I was just afraid I was going to have to fight for my life. Um, So I said, do you want me to go first? You said that, like, one in one room. You let me walk through the rest (laughs) first. You're like, yeah, go ahead. yeah i was like i was like that's what they want you to think i was very paranoid about the whole thing um but it was cool highly recommend the walkthrough if you're not into haunts um highly recommend the haunts if you're into haunts (laughs) yeah i'm it's probably one of those situations where it's open all year round but if you do go after the uh high season you are still the high season yeah so that was awesome um, there's a lot of stores that we like. We like Hex and Omen, which are yeah. kind of like metaphysical supply stores. Um, Ascend, Get Lifted is another one. A house, which is cool. They have a lot of house things mm-hmm. for your house. Candles, blankets. There's one candle I'm actually burning at this moment that I'm obsessed with. Blackjack. Uh, Coven. Coven. I think it's like number 13 or something, because of course it is. Yeah. Um... A lot of great sorts. Witch City Wicks. Um, we like to visit the Ropes Mansion and the Witch House. We don't. We haven't ever gone in either of them, but they're just beautiful houses that are historical that are kept kind of like in their state from that time. Yeah. Um. So they're really cool to look at because also the city is a regular town. There's like condos and apartment buildings, and then just in between them, there's these enormous, beautiful houses. Um. A lot of them have plaques on them, too. Like, you can see they're like, this was built for ship captain. Mm-hmm. In 16... He was a good one. 90... I don't know. Whatever. Um, What stores am I missing? Crowhaven Corner, where I got a really crazy palm reading one time. That was cool. Die With Your Boots On. Oh, Die With Your Boots On is a great, like, alternative, like, gothy... Clothing. Clothing. Shoes. shoes. <laughs> I think... I think they have, like, drag shows there, too. They do have drag shows there. They actually, at the Derby, they also have drag brunch a lot, which I'm interested in. Fun. Um, There was something else I was going to say. Oh, very important as a horror fan. Count Orlock's Nightmare Gallery. Mm. Amazing. It has, like, wax figures that are super well done. Um, Basically, every... I don't want to say every single one, but so many horror figures you can imagine and also just people that are 
um, that belong to horror. Like they have like Hitchcock, they have um, Vincent Price, they have so many characters. They have a giant, enormous Slimer that I love so much. They don't allow pictures in there. Otherwise, I have 700 pictures of enormous Slimer because I love him. <laughs> um, they have a lot of history. It's not super huge in there, but it's awesome to walk through. Oh, what was that other place we went to on the first day? That was the Dungeon Museum? That's what we talked about at the beginning. The Witch Dungeon Museum? No. Oh, oh, there's a new museum, the Salem Museum of Torture, yeah, yeah. which is interesting. It's It basically talks about um, torture through the ages, the different methods that were used, like when they were used, and really they're dedicated to um, the kind of just like spreading history, awareness yeah. and message and history of like not repeating history, um, you know, of that nature and that was a really cool place. I actually heard, I saw, because I follow them all on Instagram. I heard they were expanding. Oh, wow. I do also want to give a shout out to a new store, Salem Plant Witch. I cannot even tell you. So cool. It's the only store like it in Salem that I can tell. Um, she has these beautiful ga- gas, gas, <laughs> intention bottles um, that have like crystals in them and these little... I don't know how to say it. It's like Sargasso or something that might, I might be making it up. They're little moss balls, super low maintenance for someone like me who like has no business taking care of plants can barely take care of myself. Um, what I thought was really cool is that she had just opened when we got there. Yes. That she was truly in the process of expanding that yeah. in the future. You're able to probably at this point you can make your own, intention balls she was doing with whatever she was doing testing she was asking yeah. people to come test so I, from what what i'm understanding about her is that she actually had another storefront before but she closed that down to move into this space um which is in almost like a little square area by uh old town hall guess what it was what a bank was it Oh, yeah, yeah. that's one of the places we noticed it because it had a plaque on like the inside <laughs> yeah. i think that was like salem savings 18 something something we're like really how many banks and churches does one town need so many how many and do you recall what else was in that same building with her maison vampire yeah yeah i want to go there to the vampire witches they do uh readings and such but i tried last year and i uh the person that i booked with had to cancel unfortunately so and they seem to be booked out like quite frequently but what else is in there vamp fangs is a fun store they have like jewelry and vampire wares and what am i missing coons yeah coons the gift shop they have tons of stuff i actually thought i just read somewhere they're changing their name but i don't know i don't know what i like about that place is um megan and i have these great little like the closest thing i can liken it to is christmas villages where they have little uh, buildings that you can kind of create your own little Salem. Yeah. That's what I love so much about that store. And they yeah. have a bunch of just really cute little ornaments and this is and that's and great little tons yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Ooh, I know. Um, Village Silversmith. Oh, yeah. All of your crystal needs and wares. They have so many things. Yeah. 
it really like if you're a crystal person, like you're going to go in there and your brain's going to explode. It's amazing and beautiful and crowded and cramped. So don't bring a big bag or a stroller because you're going to have to pay for everything you break. <laughs> yeah. What else? What are we forgetting? Is there anything we're forgetting? I mean, truly, there's so many things. <laughs> any, any place and get something great you can go down any street and pick up a great tour such as a trolley tour oh that's what we're forgetting the trolley tour so here's the thing about the trolley tour they only run like in season so imagine my surprise and delight when we show up late november and i see the trolley and i was like oh so i look it up real quick and i'm like where do we go and it's just like, it's like if you go by the bell, by like the, I forget the center, like the visitor center. Yeah. There should be someone selling tickets. So the, but the website hadn't been updated. It just said, that's where it is if it's going to be anywhere. But in season. So I go over there. Sure enough, there's someone selling tickets. So I was like, yes, I really want to take a trolley tour. Because even though we had been there, this being our third time, I was like, I feel like we'll probably learn stuff we didn't know. We'll probably go places we haven't seen before. Um... So we sign up. So we get on the trolley. So cute. And here's this man. Another interesting, this was definitely like the whole trip of like, just like interesting, like tour experiences. Um, This man kind of had a Boston accent, but like, it seemed like a little New Yorkish as well. We learned a lot about him we on, on, this, on this trip. He was telling us just like a lot about himself, like all the jobs he used to have. Um, how he's divorced and his kids live on Long Island, in like the where Hamptons. we live in the Hamptons. Um, I don't know. It was interesting. So yeah, so we actually went out to um, this area that's like sometimes a campground. I think it's called Winter Island, I think. Um, and we got to take a little stop. There's a beautiful lighthouse there. Then he, we looped around and we kind of went to this like beat, like dead horse dead beach, beach where he was talking about the seashells. And stuff there. And then he was like, I actually usually bring some with me to show people. And someone on the trolley was like, well, go ahead and get some. And he's like, oh, do you mind? Okay, I'll do it. So he like runs out and he's like, come on, everyone. And just get these shells. Yeah. And I was like, I'm good. But you ran out to get some shells. I ran out and I got some shells. But what's so funny is like when he was like, I usually bring some to show people. And I asked you after, I'm like, is there anything special about the shells? And you're like... No. So I was like, so why does he bring them to show people? Have people never seen shells before? Well, here was the thing about that is that it was a very strictly timed um, tour that we got out of the bus. We were able to sprint down to where the sand and shells are, smash your fist into the beach, grab a fistful of shells, and then sprint back. Run for your life. He's standing there in his suit saying, get back, get back. We have to pick up more people. This was all in a span of 30 to 40 seconds. It was very short. Yeah. No. Um. So he's driving us around the town. Um, he's not personally driving us around the town. There's a there's a driver. So we're circling past the witch museum. That's the one in the big gothic building with the old like animatronic, maybe not animatronic things. And um, <laughs> there's this big statue, essentially of the. I believe he's the founder of the town, and he kind of looks like. The best way I can describe him is just, like, he looks like a pilgrim. Like, that yeah. that kind of, like, dress. 
um, the kind of hat. There's like a cape involved. And he says something like, he's like, just in case you're wondering, that's not a sorceress. And we were like, <laughs> no, uh, definitely not a sorceress. No, it wouldn't be. He's like, people ask me all the time, that's a sorceress. And I'm like, no, that's not a sorceress. That's the man who founded the town or whatever. And then he says something like, and witchcraft doesn't exist or something like that. And we were like, uh, pan to Megan and I just kind of giving that exchanging glances to one another that everyone does with people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because like, I don't mean that in the way of like witchcraft in terms of like literal, like there's a magic wand, but in the way of like paganism who believe in like basically the elements. Right. Right. It does exist in that sense. And and I'm way oversimplifying it. I know that. I think he meant to give a wink after. Like a qualifier? Yeah. I don't know. Because to me, he didn't sound like he really knew what he was talking about in terms of that. So maybe. But maybe not. He's like, he's like, this is a beautiful sorceress. And it's a man. He's like, yeah. magic doesn't exist anyway. So I'm like, all right. Well, he or was witchcraft. a used car salesman the day before. Yeah, he did say that. He's like, I used to be yes. a used car salesman. I used to lay... A pipe over here at this factory. Whoa. That's what he said. Yeah. He was like, I used to, uh, he's like, I used to be a boxer. I was a boxing coach. This is literally how he sounds as well. That was his voice. Um, he's a, he's an interesting guy. This really was between all of our tours, very interesting. Like from the Lizzie Borden house to this is very much. It was frantic in the way it was being delivered and very relaxed in the way we were receiving it as in riding on a trolley slowly through the town but yeah, it was going a mile a minute yeah he was going a lot yeah um a lot told us he had just gotten the suit he was wearing from savers and that he wanted to look real nice for us all yeah he's like i really want to look nice for you people today he was a nice guy and i'm sure you're wondering right now was he wearing a pinky ring yes he was Mm, he was when i was getting off the trolley he just told me he liked my shirt which i appreciated because i was wearing universal monsters he's like oh i love the universal monsters i just saw a creature from the black lagoon i was like oh my god okay <laughs> and megan was like <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i love that one too but now i have to leave okay bye um no that was a good thing i highly recommend are we leaving anything out is that pretty much sum it up uh i i think that that's pretty much it. yeah that's pretty I much love it you red sandwich shop Yes, we love you, Red Sandwich Shop. We love you, Good Night Fatty. We love you everywhere. I'm going to come and live inside your city someday. I'm never coming home. Um, But I will, though, because I love Long Island. But, yeah, that was our trip. That's some ghost stories for you. That's a little bit of history, haunted history. A little bit of true crime, because a lot of people were murdered, um, unfortunately. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So, hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening. I do want to tell you all um, that I have a new podcast that just launched. In addition to this, True Crime Time is not going anywhere. This is going to be a bi-monthly podcast from here on out. My new podcast is a horror review comedy podcast um, with my co-host T. Those are going to be monthly. Um, If you are a fan of horror, any kind of subgenre, we're going to be covering everything you can possibly imagine. Retro, modern gothic sci-fi every like everything um so definitely come take a look if that's something that interests you if you're not i'll see you here it's all good um but yeah that's pretty much it any final words thoughts Nothing? um thanks for having me night night <laughs> night night all right have a great 
one. I was going to say night again. And I'll see you next time. Oh, that's, that's so much ASMR. Okay, bye. Bye.